Hello, I'm Christopher Hicken, one of the preachers here at Christchurch Purley, and today we are reading from St Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, starting at verse 29. Now if there's no resurrection, what will those do who are baptised for the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptised for them? And as for us, why do we endanger ourselves every hour? I face death every day. Yes, just as surely as I boast about you in Christ Jesus our Lord. If I fought wild beasts in Ephesus with no more than human hopes, what have I gained? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought, and stop sinning, for there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. We have arrived in the middle of St Paul's extensive argument for the resurrection of the dead, and our passage begins with something of a red herring. This is the only mention in Scripture of people being baptised on behalf of the dead. Evidently, people in Corinth were doing this, I suppose out of a natural concern for their ancestors who couldn't have known about Jesus. And you may know that the Mormons have taken up the idea and researched the names of their ancestors, which has helped to spark the modern general interest in genealogy. But it's bad practice to base theology on a single isolated verse of Scripture, and there is no mention of the practice anywhere else in the early Christian church. We commend our ancestors to God's infinite mercy, trusting that anyone who in any way calls on the name of the Lord, as the prophet Joel says, will be saved. St Paul's point is simply that people who are baptised for the dead must believe in the resurrection he mentions it in passing as an argument against those in Corinth who were saying that there is no resurrection. In fact, as St Paul says, the Christian faith makes no sense without the resurrection. You might just as well party. If this life is all there is, why am I putting myself to such pains? His reference to wild beasts is presumably a graphic way of describing what it was like to face a hostile mob in Ephesus. He accuses the Corinthians of, of allowing themselves to be misled and calls them to come back to their senses. The whole point of our faith is that Jesus, offering himself on the cross, has broken the power of death and opened the way for us to follow. Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. We are to give our lives to him and receive in return eternal life, bearing fruit for God's kingdom. St Paul, who certainly did give his life to the gospel, almost quotes Jesus later in his argument but with a different emphasis, that the wheat which grows bears little resemblance to the seed which is sown. So, it's no argument against the resurrection that our bodies decay and fall to bits. Following Christ, we give ourselves to death 
like seeds that fall to the earth, and what springs up will be glorious beyond our comprehension. St Paul ends his argument with a fanfare. The trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. So St Paul calls the Corinthians to stand firm in their faith. Their labour in the Lord is not in vain. Thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.